just being so generous is that and kind is that something you attribute to your success over the years uh yeah i mean i, I think i'm uh for the most part pretty reliable pretty dependable i mean i you know i feel like i've gotten to be more of a realistic truth teller i mean i got hmm. no problem saying i can't i mean i, I mean I, I think you know like I mean, people looked out for me i mean i look at the guys who helped me and then i mean there were guys i've known since i was 17 who were doing comedy especially in atlanta before i even thought about doing comedy who i keep up with now what's up hot breath averse it's your boy comedian joel byers and you know what time it is all together now. Hot breath. Oh, that is right. Welcome to Hot Breath, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. Every week I'm on here interviewing comedy's top players in the game. Sometimes comedians, sometimes managers, sometimes bookers, sometimes club owners, sometimes social media experts. But all the time good quality interviews today my guest i actually traveled out to la to interview him for a second time his first interview all the way back in the vault hot breath episode number 14 i'll link that in the show notes for you to keep up with and jump back in the past and see how far we've all grown from doing this podcast last week and a few weeks ago with bo burnham we were talking about how to make movies this week, we're getting more on the TV side. My guest is not only on his own TV show, but also in his own movie and also in his own lane. I will sane. Mm, I tried to make that rhyme. It didn't work. Long story short, this dude is not only an amazing talent, but he's an amazing person. Really finding success on his terms from paying his dues and just being a consistently nice person. The fact he was even willing to carve out time for this interview. I met him on his CBS slot and we recorded this in between takes, like in between them rehearsing and then getting ready to perform in front of the producers and writers. He took time on his downtime, his very valuable downtime to sit down and do this interview. And it was worth every second. You guys are really going to find a lot of value in this, learning a lot about the TV side and also the movie side and also just... Overall, networking and show business can be a, a little bit hazy, but my guest today makes it all clear and easy. So I like to keep these intros brief. Let's hop into it. But thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, welcome aboard. And if this is your 145th time listening, welcome back. So we'll meet up back in the outro. I've got some exciting news for you. But this is it, folks. Buckle up. Get out a pen and paper and get ready to take some notes. As there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath with tone. All right. Bell. Yeah, yeah. Get a little audio there. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey. Hey. All right. We're doing it. I just wanted to make sure that was sounding. I borrowed this equipment from a friend, so it's been a little on and off yeah so yeah, you know. thanks for doing this man absolutely dude we are all the way out here last time we did this was number 14 of my podcast oh, was it number 14? episode 14 oh. and now it's uh we're in the 140s and what's perfect about this timing is last time i was out here 
you were on billboards for a tv show uh and was, was, which one was that was that a uh, truth, truth be, be told, told? And then now, yeah, was that, that long ago? And now you're on uh, for the dog for the dog movie, now, yeah, which dog is so days. crazy. It's like <laughs> just watching your climb has been great, man. Man, it's been a trip. Um, it kind of I was just, I was just telling like I don't know a couple people, my mom, dad, a couple friends and stuff like because uh, I was I was in Atlanta when we talked about doing this in the right. first place. I was shooting a new movie, yeah, in Atlanta, Will Packer production, uh, which is also truth be told was. So I hopped in a movie with uh, Regina Hall, Issa Rae. Uh, Mikey Day, um, uh, I mean, just no big I'm, deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> dope, uh, dope cast and uh, Mar- uh, Marseille Martin from uh, from Blackish, uh-huh. and, uh, who's who's a 13 year old who executive produced the movie and starred in it. It's, she's amazing, man. Whoa, uh, dude. But yeah, so it kind of it was funny, like shooting shooting that in uh, in Atlanta was was great because I got a chance to be home and see some people and stuff, and then but also like like two days before. The movie came out even after the premiere. I kind of like didn't hit me, but I was like just stoned in my in uh, <laughs> in my bed uh, in my hotel room, and uh, and just I was like, oh shit, I'm in a movie. <laughs> like, yeah, just, man. Honestly, it didn't hit me. Uh huh. Because you know, it just takes forever to come out. You know, like I mean, the turnaround isn't always that. You know, so I mean, we got we did it last. We started last October, mm-hmm. and just I mean, you know, it's kind of like man fuck we made i'm like a lead in a movie which is it's just honest like mind blowing man and one of the things you talked about in the first interview was just the power of no as well but you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. so many projects so how do you decide what to do um you know what's funny is like i i didn't i'm all, i feel like I'm, i said man that's a great question uh <laughs> the uh the power of no is because even after Disjointed, Disjointed was a show that on Netflix and, and it got canceled. And I mean, I, like, I've been on enough now to know yeah. I felt it happening. I mean, I felt it as we were shooting and I didn't want it to happen because I love the cast and I love the, the crew and the staff and the studio and, and the network and they were amazing. But it just felt like something was off and I felt that feeling before. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to keep going and, and try to give it 100%. But when stuff just like when, when you don't feel the, like, the invigoration from them on one side of it you kind of go okay maybe i need to start playing the field and looking for a job uh-huh. again. Or i need to start writing again but uh so when it got canceled i was in new york i was kind of living in new york from december to about march mid into march and a pilot, pilot season had started but you know when you're locked up on a studio deal you can't take another job and i knew the job was going away because other members of my cast had started getting other work and i'm like all right i need to be out <laughs> oh okay. and then the studio was holding me back to like try to take one of their projects and i was like i just want to read a lot of stuff first before which is crazy to be in that position because yeah like, <laughs> hey studio pump the brakes you know for like six, <laughs> for like six seven years i just wanted one script right people like hey man like if you want to offer me this i don't care i don't give a fuck what this is i'll do it <laughs> i just i want to I do a show and uh and <laughs> it's champagne problems man it's, it's really it's a trip how you know you got to really like step back and go this is such a blessing to to be offered. I mean, I got nine offers this year. Wow. I had nine straight offers, like two dramas and uh, seven comedies. And I said no to eight. What? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a great, like, well, one, one, one I said yes to, which is the original one I, I really wanted to do. Cause I love the story and I read it, but I didn't, I wasn't old enough to play what they were going for, mm-hmm. but it was uh, written for somebody with my temperament, my, drama and and comedy skill set and and the dude who got it was like i'm a fan of and i was like if i don't get this please he has to do this so i mean i was i mean when i read it i was like that makes sense i mean just you know proud of him and and um 
he's a good dude. I'm, I've hung out with him much, but he, yeah, he's. I mean, he deserves. It. He's he's a great actor. And getting all these offers, like I mean, even <laughs> just like weird, even like on our on our level of like in our how well we know each other, yeah. you were willing even to Atlanta. We were like trying to schedule a time to meet up and do this while you're on yeah. set, and then now we're out in L.A. Yeah, and you're willing to carve out this time and just being so generous is that. And kind is that something you attribute to your success over the years? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm uh, for the most part pretty reliable, pretty dependable. I mean, I f you know, I feel like I've gotten to be more of a realistic truth teller. I mean, hmm. I got no problem saying I can't. I mean, I, I used to be, and not that I still don't do this because I mean I do, but I, I used to be that guy that said yes to everything because I don't want to disappoint people. And sometimes you just can't. So, I mean, that's also a, a, a no to get used to. Because I think we all want to make sure that if you care about somebody or care about somebody's uh, passion or dream that you want to be able to assist if they, they need your help. Mm. But it was, uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, like I mean, people looked out for me. I mean, I look at the guys who helped me. And then, I mean, there were guys I've known since I was 17 who were doing comedy, especially in Atlanta, before I even thought about doing comedy, who I keep up with now. Yeah. And, I mean, one is writing on this lot for a show and it's oh, yeah, Sean Larkins. Yeah. So yeah, Sean, yeah. I've known him since I was in high school and it's, it's, it's really cool to when I started out asking him for advice and then now he'll call and go, yo man, like, what do you think about this? Can I, and it's because I have had some more of the business side, you know, of learning, of learning how it works and like the pieces. And I'm really, I mean, even then there, you were just inside of me, like I'll make suggestions and like the director's like, yeah, let's see if that works. I mean, like, I have no problem because I've Victor Gonzalez, who's directing this episode, is I'll put him to the side and say, hey, man, I want to ch uh, chat you at some point to learn how to direct because I want to hop into this at some point. Huh. And so, you know, we talk about shots and and uh, movements and blocking. And b yesterday when we were doing it, I was like, I think it makes, just if you don't mind, it make more sense for if we cross on this line, I go around here and then we come back. He goes, I mean, it might work, it might not. Who knows? Let's see. And then he goes, yeah, it works for me. And I got a chance to, you know, put, you know, my invisible, uh, invisible directing hat on just for a second. Mm -hmm. But it's like, OK, at least I'm thinking in those terms. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's you don't want to be disliked in this business. And you, it's not an ass kissing thing. It's like, well, what if we just made each other's lives easier like that? That'd be that'd be easier than holding each other back or be, having that crabs in a barrel mentality. I mean, there's so much content out here now that, I mean, we can all work. Yeah, you know, and you've said Hollywood is like the world's smallest high school. Man, this man, let me tell you something. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, the the when I was in New York for those couple months, man, it 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 was like I was living in cold L.A. Oh it yeah. Just, I mean, it's still it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. I mean, the the L.A. and New York are closer in proximity than St. Louis and Chicago. Mm. <laughs> it's like the miles might be more vast, but the there it's. You sound like you it made a mistake around. along the way. What a no! I just, I mean, I mean, you just, you just don't know how. You can't imagine how quick. If you're living in Middle America and you have a nine to five, and you, the, you know, the rumor mill or just people talking or whatever happens to you like that in an office in L.A. It's in Hollywood, in, in a Hollywood bubble of of what the entertainment city is. It just you have no none of your own business, huh? And it's like, and I'm not a. I don't really promote a lot of my personal life. I mean, like it's. People who know me know what I'm doing and like, you know, things around me. But I don't I don't put like my personal life out there on social media much because I don't I do like my alone time. You know, like it's right. It's, I won't post for a week or two because I'm living. You know, I won't. But people tell you, you know, like uh -huh. you'll get you'll land in New York and then 
I go to, I go to a club or like have dinner or something. Then somebody's like, heard you, uh, and you're like, it just happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> like, I just hung up, and then you asked me about it. How did you find it's out? Crazy. It's crazy how, how people uh, uh, I mean, the chatter, man. What kind of tips do you have for people? The best way to navigate that world. Uh. I don't, man, because I, I don't know. A word? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I mean, you, and you see those people like, you know, who, uh, uh, you know, they move back to, you know, you get something going that you move out of town. I mean, that's, I plan on it. I plan on leaving town when, I mean, you know, we get a season two on this show, then I'm out. <laughs> I'm a oh, word. Keep my apartment here and then move somewhere else and just, because it is, it is a, it's a little draining, man, always. And I wouldn't say having to be on, but there's a, there's a, and I'm not the dude who's always on, you know, like, you know, there's some comics, some actors who, you ever talk to an actor and they, I mean, I got a friend from home that she just, <laughs> dude, anytime we talk, it's like she's in a scene. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's like, just, can we try that again? I'm, like, I'm like, fucking take two. Fucking relax, <laughs> put the script down. Can somebody yell cut? We're just having a conversation. And I mean, and, 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 I, and I, you know, she's good people. And I've known her for over 10 years, but it's such a, it's such a, silly thing and i remember i do remember like being a young act like before i started comedy like doing some stuff in atlanta and then all of us were always like working on our craft but then to be 10 12 years past that and then now i know how to like oh let me take a break i got to turn it on in there in 15 minutes for a run through mm -hmm. whereas like here's like oh i'm we're gonna talk but I, right. mean, we, I talked to her last week and she came on set and she was just like i am just oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm so <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea the passion and the pride and the and the happiness that I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Nobody is here but us. Yeah. We just have a conversation. And and it's it's kind of sad, but at the same time, it's like I know why you're doing it. But it's like, but you don't have to prove that you got skills for me. Yeah, that's it's just simple. I mean, I always help you if I could. Yeah, people can feel authenticity. And it's I mean, people do it here all the time, but yeah, people become that character. Hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's which which is fine if that's how you've been forever then maybe that's who you are so like great but there's a i mean you can you know it's it's a i guess the best example i have like if you ever seen if you ever seen which everybody should have at least seen one eddie murphy movie and eddie Ooh. murphy goes so hard and and everything he does regardless if it's you know if it's a blockbuster hit or if it doesn't do well or if it's an indie whatever it is eddie has a great pulse on when i'm working i'm working and he's a naturally funny dude but you ever watch him on a late night catch or do an interview He's very chill. Yeah. It's like, I'm not making millions to make you laugh right now. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, if something funny comes out, then cool. But we came to talk about this. I didn't come to do a concert. And so I've had to, like, retrain myself to to do that. Because even my publicist said once, she was like, I'll get you on this thing. And then you'll, you know, ask some questions. you be funny and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't really work like that. If it happens to be cool and funny, then great. But I got to remember who I am and go, you know, if if it gets to that, because you remember those clips of like Robin Williams, where like they would just go and oh just, my gosh, just turn it on. Oh, always. And it's like, I mean, eventually, you know, you get sick of you. You get sick of going like that's all people want from me. Mm -hmm. And that was a great documentary too. Where like he he felt like unless he was alone, he couldn't turn it off because like that's what people like being around him. It's like nobody, a lot of people really didn't know who he was. With all the heat you have right now, and more and more people figuring out who you are. Like, have you had to switch up your game, or are you looking? You had, well, you had mentioned wanting to retire by the time you were forty-one. Yeah, yeah. Before, and it, you were you mentioned talking to your director and being like, "I want to look into that more." Yeah, yeah. Is that like you're starting to well, look at I the mean, next I mean, tier? Like, when I say like retire, 
I mean, like the grind of acting. Mm. Uh, and but you know, but if if like if you turn into a, a director and had like a dope like film that you wrote and you were like Tony, I think you'd be great for this part. I'm in. Yeah. But the waiting with thirty other dudes in audition rooms and the and the I mean, it's just it's soul draining. You know, and I don't like, know that hustle, dude. And they're and they're, you know, you get casting directors that are amazing. You get some that are shitty. They're, they're like, they treat you like a, you know, it's it treat you like a fucking like you're nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you see them out and they go like, hey, how you doing? You're like, no, me treat my ass back there. <laughs> but then if you do get the part, then they go, thank you so much for joining. It's like, couldn't you be a little more cordial in the, like, there's a way to do this. And so, it's uh, it's hard to have friends here because like, I mean, people that you didn't start with or those you know like you're cool as long as you're working as soon as you don't have a job for two or three years nobody gives a fuck about you it's like you know i mean but that's Man. just that it, it you know what i mean like that's yeah it's like uh it's like being in college and then that you know the four the cool you know the, the the four guys you hang out with one drops out and you want to still be cool with them but like this we don't have the same stories anymore it's like and you wanted to get back in college so like you don't because you don't want to leave them behind mm-hmm. but it's like you chose a different path and i don't i mean we'll catch up when we catch up but like you know well, the reason why we're friends in the first place is cause, first place is because we had this commonality and now we don't so you know where do we go from here yeah and it looks like you're looking to even get behind the camera now is where you're yeah heading. i mean I'd, i mean i'd like to i mean you know just you know working on more stuff and the multicam thing and, and just you know diving into that uh, there's a guy by the name of richie keen who directed my special that, oh yeah uh, your show t- yeah, congrats show man yeah, yeah congrats on uh, filming that who like was a comic an actor um and then now a director and uh, we ready? Okay. Cool. Um, we can pick it back up afterwards if you want to. Oh, yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. We'll give it, we'll give it 15, 20 minutes afterwards. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. All right. Take two. Yeah. All right. Back at it. Oh, and I meant before, we have we have hot breath water now, too. Hot breath water. It's, your, it's our local water sponsor, Fontis. Man, that's, I mean, that's, so. you want water called hot breath. On the way up. Let it go. Monday, 6 a.m. The grind. 6 a.m., baby. Sunday, you, Sunday night's going to be light. I've seen, I've seen like TV shows taped, but to actually see the behind the scenes like I have today is really cool to see it all the way from the rehearsal to then. What did you just do, the producer? Uh, uh, producer run-through. So is that all the writers and... Writers and producers. Uh-huh. Uh, some folks from the network and studio come, and they have their notes, and then... Uh, so that's, that's like a third of the people that might be there on Monday and Tuesday. Okay. And then we'll shoot a little bit on Tuesday and then shoot the rest live on Wednesday. And it seemed, even just watching the rehearsal and then seeing it with the producer run through, it seemed like everybody was on their lines more in terms of like knowing them and like. You just don't. The hard part is like you can set it as much as you want, but having the script in your hand because you don't know because it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. They go do a rewrite, give it back to you, do a rewrite, give it back to you. And so you think you know exactly where a laugh is going to be or how someone's going to perform. But then if. If a joke drops or lands harder than you expect, then it throws off the next piece, and somebody can jump your line. You can't go back because you're timing it. So like it's mm. so it definitely is not. Uh, it's like it's mostly for the writers to go. All right, we need to tighten this up or take that out or whatever, and then the actors to go because uh, it's not really on us yet. Tuesday is when it goes when they go. Okay, this is it's done. Gotcha. Go to work. Uh huh. And so. Uh, so yeah, I mean like that that to me that wasn't a good one for me, but also I mean, that's in my opinion. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but <laughs> I I just hold myself to a higher standard, but also I'm trying to make stuff jokes that aren't 
written his jokes and stuff that is only set up. I'm not, really, I mean, super Hollywood talk right now. No, but as but, a comedian, you want the laugh. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you, yeah, you have to, you have to know when the, and sometimes the laugh is the reaction. True. You know, so it's not, it's like set up punch, and then there's another punch after, you know, facial expression or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just trying to get those beats down and letting them know. I mean, some, I mean, I, I do have a, I'm in a position sometimes where they give me stuff that's unmolded, where they give everybody else stuff that's like complete, and they go. Let it, he'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I know. I think I'm gonna figure <laughs> this out, but let me see it first, so I can change, change this and give it, give it to everyone how I think I would do it, mm-hmm. so I can change the words up. So I because I know the direction. Let me do this how I know it would it would work, which will, is what I'll do Tuesday and Wednesday, no matter what. Because once it's live, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm on my own terms. So when the audience is there, if I want to try something, do it on my own. That's just what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's. It's taking ownership and like the, the surprise for them too is also like pretty funny. What's your technique for analyzing a script when you get it and then also memorizing the lines? Uh, just repetition on the memorizing. I mean, you, you, you never know what the audience is going to find really funny. If you know, if you're supposed to put a glass down and it tips over, water goes everywhere, you can still save the scene, but it, unless you just call cut yourself or whatever. Um, I've always found that because. I mean, I guess I guess I would say I was an actor before, like before I'm, when I was in Atlanta still, before I moved to Dallas. I mean, I was doing some smaller, pro, you know, some smaller indie stuff and just stuff around town, projects around town. But um, now my process is to watch all the actors work first. Like Nina's done this before; she hasn't done a sitcom, but she likes to break down the script her own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brian uh, Stokes Mitchell, who who Brian Mitchell Stokes. Why do I keep doing that? Mitchell, right? Stokes, right? I keep I keep I keep flipping flopping. Them. Well, you're asking your assistant why you can't get someone's name right. <laughs> why are you getting his name right? For why me? can't I do that? <laughs> you got to put that on the list. <laughs> on that to do list, uh, and then Shirley. I mean, they're you know just they've been in the game for forty years and they know exactly what they're doing, and so um, I like to let them set what they do first, and then I can figure out my joke around that. And if it's just a setup or if it's a straight line from a straight man, mm-hmm. then and it's not the it's not the uh, you know, you, everybody can't be the straight man. Everybody can't be the comic. You know, you ruin stuff. Everybody trying to outdo each other. Yeah. So you have to know if I'm if you're set up, you're set up. So I just I just th- you know I throw you the alley, and so you can bring it home. Uh, I let them do that first, and then I implement like where I think might be funny or what I want to do. Okay. And sometimes I don't tell them what I'm gonna do. And it depends on what director that is too. Some directors, I mean, I've had directors go, "Are you saving it?" I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do it right now. And they're like, all right, all right, I, I trust you. Interesting. And then some people go like, will you tell me what you're about to do? And I mean, it, when I did the movie uh, Little for, for Will Packer last week, uh, I mean, literally there are a couple scenes where the director goes like, you weren't saying anything in the scene, but you got any ideas? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Interesting, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got some. They're like, oh, yeah, throw that in there. It's fine. And I end up pulling out five, six lines in a scene that I really, I was supposed to just be walking past and in and out of. It ends up being funny. We, you know, it's 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 uh, it's nice to be in that position because six years ago I couldn't do that. Six, seven years ago I wasn't even on a, in in front of anybody's camera. So now, yeah, getting a chance to help out and be a part of the process is is um, is great. That's what I was gonna ask. Is like now that you you seem to have a little bit more leverage in the game and people maybe trust your opinion as maybe when you're yeah. newer they're like, just say the line, relax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who I are mean, you? just relax. When nobody knows your career or like what you've been doing, it's like I'm a comic and I have a delivery. But people go like, no, you're an actor. You're like, okay. But then directors who, when they feel like they have to do their research and respect you a little more as a performer, they go, oh, okay. So they watch clips online, and you know, my manager will send them a piece of a piece of my uh, special or something, and then they will go, mm-hmm. okay. So this is how 
he i mean i change words because i know i say certain words funny enough that it means the same thing but i'll break i i just have my own style. everybody has their own style yeah of how they would do stuff uh i mean it's like giving bill bellamy and chris it's like like i don't know if we talked about this last time but um i heard a podcast with bill bellamy where he was attached to play uh uh man what's the character's name he's supposed to be in uh money talks bill bellamy was supposed to play huh. money talks with uh with charlie sheen and brett radner um was directing how to be a player and the studio put brett radner on money talks so he took chris tucker who was supposed to be in how to be a player to money talks and then they'd switch bill bellamy over to how to be a player <laughs> but both dudes are hilarious crazy yeah they're both hilarious so imagine what money talks would have been if it were with bill bellamy we could all say mike oh no we love chris tucker but we don't know what it was gonna be right so everybody has their own and they respect both comics you you all you have so much insight in the last interview you were talking about how the show Modern Family started out being about a foreign exchange student, right. and then he tested bad. And you told us all about the rating system and TV. Yeah, and you also said something about how you got one time like a hundred sixty thousand dollar check, and ended up being like nineteen grand at the. I love that story. I hate that story, but I love that story. <laughs> I'm like, you talk about like if you if you ever watch uh, like Thirty for Thirty broke, yeah. you all the NFL players, and and you think you have money, and and I mean, what you think you make, it doesn't matter what that check says, you're getting a fifth of it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, so like, I mean, I, when people see check stubs laying around the house, yeah, <laughs> or like yeah. if, if any, anytime you see like multiple zeros, you're like, fuck, man, you made it. You're like, that's not the right amount. <laughs> that's, I mean, between, you know, you're giving up 65% every time you get paid. You know, it's looking like right now in your career, you know, I, and thinking about Nina is starring in this show we're, we're taping right now. Yeah. And then also in the movie you were in, yeah. it, it seems like, Seems like Tone Bell has the machine behind him right now. It seems yeah, like man. something's brewing. I mean, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for this new. I have another film at the Toronto International Film Festival. And uh, it's supposed to be. I haven't seen that one either, but it's supposed to be good. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, stuff is. I, I feel like I feel like things keep going this well. Then, uh, you know, I'll be in that up next, you know, in that category of that list of guys or people that might have a shot to to uh to be memorable and have a good career here yeah it's i mean if they're it was that in like hollywood strategy is it like okay they're starring in a movie together we should put them in a tv show together like is that, well, that was how just it plays like, well i got cast last in dog days and uh by the time nina and i met and started working together like we just kind of because our all of our scenes were uh, at least the first few were in order. So we actually were meeting for the first time in the movie and in life. Hmm. And so it kind of was very organic. And uh, and then when it when it came to the show, I tested with um, probably three or four, four other actresses, and which were all great. They really were great. And they were very funny. Some didn't match up in age. Some didn't have multicam experience. Uh, some were trying to win every scene. Sometimes it's not, for your, it's not your scene to win. Hmm. Uh, as, as far as like, who uh who who needs a scene for the storyline to continue or uh to to resolve in this manner so we can wrap it back around for the resolution of the show so some people don't have that and and unfortunately they didn't for that test and we never worked together or or gotten used to each other so and i'd already uh accepted the job and, and signed on and then uh as they were looking for someone they go like well you know they work together on the, on the movie and so we didn't have to audition or test or anything together. They just sent scenes from the movie over, and and we're like, yeah, man, they work. If she says, yeah, then do you want to work with her? And then so she calls me, and then 
I was like, you know, I'd love working with you. So if if uh, if you're down, I'm down. Yeah. And she was like, I just don't want to be stuck on the show with people that and I'm like, well, you know, you got to make that decision. But I think this is, I, you know, I won't let you fail, and I won't. I mean, I'm pretty easy to work with, and you ask me a question, you know, I just, I'd rather be happy for six years, six eight seasons than miserable. So I want to come. I want to come to work. And uh, you know, the more seasons that go on, the I mean, I'm trying to get that big bang money if they, if, if it happens. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like you want to get the syndication. I mean, I mean that million dollars an episode. That ain't that's that ain't bad. That's where they're at. Oh yeah, well at least three or four of them. Whoa. I mean, I think the least, I think the the least someone makes on that show is like three fifteen, three thirty five. Thousand is that a million, and then the sixty-five is gone though. This, that's still that sixty-five percent, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every episode, I mean, which ain't bad money. That's still legit. Which yeah. which three hundred thousand dollars an episode yeah. that you get to pocket is not, you know, I can't. But the public hears, oh, he's getting a million an episode. Yeah, I mean, it's like back in the nineties when people were getting twenty million a movie. Twenty million a movie sounds unbelievable, and it is unbelievable. Yeah. But you only bring home six. <laughs> Eight if you if you're lucky if you're lucky you know if you know some Trump skills on on how to right, get right, past right, these right, loopholes yeah. maybe bring home ten who knows but I can't see nobody nobody gets a check for twenty and keeps twenty maybe Bill Murray because Bill has they just call him oh yeah but I don't think Bill is getting twenty at these days but like he probably keeps all his money because he's a, he's earned that keep though I guess. well he just is like you want me you want me to do this part leave a uh, a voicemail on my answer machine and he'll check it and do the project but I think they, he probably just gets checks straight written to him. Oh, that's what he does now? He just has a voicemail people book him on? Oh, that's what he's been doing for since the 80s from what I hear. So you did reference... Not that I'm, not ta I'm talking like I'm friends with Bill Murray. I'm not. Yeah, you are talking about like, <laughs> industry insight, man. So uh, we'll, we'll land this plane here. Um, but you mentioned just and referred to... Is that... Is, are those drugs? No, this is just... This is uh, B12. It's B12. <laughs> Out here in this LA life. Yeah. So B12, baby. B12. <laughs> So you you referred to a second ago. You feel like you're almost at a point now where you're getting poised to make an impact in this and be one of those like influencers, like you said. You didn't use that word, but what in making that impact? What do you see that impact being? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like it's you know, it's I like TV. Uh, I mean, I haven't done that many films to know if I really like. Because I mean, being on a being on a film set is very hairpin weight. Yeah, and you know, if you're not the focal point of it. Yeah, you you're very much herping weight, but uh, I mean, it's still a lot of fun though, because most of the time, especially if you have cool co-stars, you get a chance to learn about each other, especially if it's people that you admire and that you've been wanting to work with or dreamt about working with, and uh, I think those are the best things, because outside of that, you know, you're Tom Cruise, and if he happens to be cool, and then you know we have lunch together, and he goes, man, that, that dude, yeah, all right, so then his next movie goes. Remember that kid that had a small part in that thing? Like we should see if he, and that always goes. I mean, that's in anything though. I mean, that's just that's just cordiality of, um, amongst people. So yeah, uh, you know, to have a have a, you know, as reputation. I don't think is what I'm trying to say, but to have a to could have a reputation and just people want to work with you and, uh, you know, you, I think you want to leave the game, not the perception of like a low hand from years ago, but like I'm sure that. She just lost a grasp of. I mean, I don't know her, so I can't really talk for what she went through. But I mean, Who she was it? super, like Lindsay Lohan or something. Oh, Lindsay Lohan. She was like okay. super, super young, and you know, the whole world is at your fingertips, you know. And and then when you feel like everything's going your way, and then stuff kind of stops going your way, you know, who do you transition to? Who do you want to? I mean, dude, that's why I still drive a Prius. 
Oh uh, yeah, that shit keeps me very humble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want I don't want to start living that. You know, people are always like, man, you don't want to pull up on the lot like a boss, and I'm like, no, I want the boss to think I need a job. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, this Tony's driving that Prius, man. We got to get him some more money. <laughs> yeah, man. And you mentioned earlier in the interview about talking to the director and like wanting to get in that more. Mm -hmm. Is that are you thinking that's the impact you want to make as well? I mean, I, yeah, it's it's uh, if I when that spark comes, it's like I do want. Yeah, like I said, turn out two dramas. I've turned down yeah. multiple dramas over like the last few years, and one was in Hawaii, one was in uh, Toronto. Uh, there was one that was going to shoot in South Africa that I didn't turn down, but it was kind of it was pulled for me by a studio, and but not maliciously. It was just like they had another idea, and so I kind of didn't know what was going on, but it ended up working out anyway. Uh, you know, you just want to. I want to have fun, man. I mean, there's you know, Kevin Hart said something like a while ago in one of his interviews where people keep asking him to like, want you do something dramatic, and he's like, I ju I'm just getting a chance to star in comedies. I like the, you got to chase the art later, you know. I'm gonna mm. chase this comedy, and then the art will find you. Mm. So, and I'm sure he got that advice from somebody else. And I mean, and I was kind of doing that without ever hearing that. People were like, you want to do this drama? I'm like, yeah. I know if I got on NCIS, the Kansas City, that it probably lasts for ten seasons, and I make some great money. But it's like, is that the career that I want? Yeah, you've. Always, I mean, nobody goes yeah. to the comedy club to to go see the dude from CSI. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I still want to do stand up. So my thing is like I want to conquer comedy first before I get into the. I mean I think Dennis Leary did a good job with that. Uh, um, uh, Jamie Foxx I think did a great job with that. Like let me do this first, and he went, he went back to music and drama, but he was like I, let me get this comedy thing off now, and then when you respect me for that, something will come up where you let me. I mean even just joining was a great vehicle for me because people found out I could. I wasn't just silly. I could do drama. Yeah. So I've been getting a little more drama looks now. So hopefully one of these next projects is a little more physical because I'd love to play, a, you know, undercover cop or like something military or whatever. But, you know, I got to do what I need to do now to go, man, I got an anthology of work. I mean, because right now I've, man, I probably have done like over 70 or 80 episodes of television <laughs> in seven years, mostly playing a regular or some sort of arc on something, never like a co-star or a guest star, which is great. But nothing has been like I'm carrying a character for multiple years, which I'd like to try to get into, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, so that's me. Yes. I mean, that's I mean, you know, I, I got other dreams, too. But and and not that I'm not writing on the side, but right now it's like so I can have that respect level of, you know, when Aaron Kaplan, who, who uh, Capital Entertainment produces the show in the studio with CBS on the show. I mean, he's in a position to go, OK, I've seen you've been grinding out in the last two three years you got anything and then i can sit with him as talent and probably a producer and go i want to produce this with you and then he has more of a reason to take me seriously on something other than being talent the vision man so it's You've you know got the vision is even when when we interviewed each other when i interviewed you a few years ago and you were like you know i at one time i had an opportunity to sit on the panel of a fallon you're like i turned it down because that's not where i that's not how i wanted that first time to be yeah yeah like you just this organic seems like your career has been very organic and that seems almost to be an X factor. Yeah. I mean, some stuff you don't want to do, but it's like, is this a means to an end? Like I, uh, I kind of turn this, th I turn this show down. Uh, I hosted this award show uh, a few months ago, you know, two or 3000 people in New York. And I got the offer to do it three years prior and it was here in LA and they offered me, I think like six grand to do it. And it was down the street and it was like, man, six grand, two hours of work. Okay, um, but then I kind of wasn't feeling. I was like, man, something. No, the, why? Why I'm gonna wait? 
then they asked me the next year they offered me like 6500 and I was like 500 I was like we're only going to $500 <laughs> I was like, I've done more. <laughs> I've done more. I should get more. And then the next year, they offered me seven, which was this year. Uh. And then I was like, I'd cl- I've done two movies since. Oh, three, really. I'm one went straight to like, uh, Showtime on demand. And uh, I was like, nah, I think I'm good, man. I want to go out and wait in New York for like seven grand, which is crazy to think. It's like, I'm not, <laughs> you go like, nah, like, I feel like they should give me some more. Then they came back with 25. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, lock that up. Lock Whoa. that up. I'll take. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I de- I, yeah. That's that's. Here we go. And then, but I think they take me. I think they took me a little more seriously. Yes. And they already have kind of. We're like, hey, we got something coming up in Amsterdam. We have one in Rome. So we'll check your schedule. See if you're you're free. But also, I think I was better suited for it. I mean, I've hosted a couple more things since then, and so I was a better talent to know what they wanted more mm-hmm. than I would have been two years ago when they asked me the first time. Yeah, and that perceived value goes a long way too. Yeah. So that's, I mean, let's get out of here because I know your time is very valuable, but um, no. bef- bef- it's not very valuable. <laughs> it's I mean, it's at least worth 25. Grand, that- <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> Before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the world to know? Um, I still drive a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> and I still rock Casio watches. I don't want people asking me for money. Hey, don't ask Tom Bell for money. Don't ask me for money. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. appreciate, I appreciate it, Joe. you, dude. Absolutely. Always. Man. Absolutely. My man, keep up the good work. Give him one of those right watch there. Watch Fam on CBS uh, and watch go watch Dog Days and look out for The Weeknd. That's a movie I did. I look out for It's a Party uh, and some other, you know, comedy knockout and all the small stuff I got going outside of that. But yeah. All right. Social media, website? Oh, my special coming out in October. Showtime, uh, right? And my Showtime special is, can I tell you what it's called? What's up? Can't cancel this. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You should get that tattooed. I'm telling you, you man. Get that a shirt. Oh, hey, that's perfect. I'm telling you. You know I mean, the life. Fucking seven cancel shows, man. I got to make fun of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but the stock is rising, my man. Absolutely, man. All Absolutely. right. Well, enjoy your birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, thank, you, not, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Not say that to hey, the man. of this. But. Hey, man. Birthday is just another day. You got to keep working. Keep working. Yeah, man. All right. Well, go have fun tonight, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Tone Bell. Well, there you have it, Hot breath verse Hot breath episode 145, officially in the books. If you want to hear Tone's first interview, it'll be linked in the show notes. It's all the way back, Hot breath episode number 14, baby. Yes. This episode, my favorite part was probably hearing about just the rapport on set and the influence he now has in the creative process and how he had to earn that. And I think that's an important note for people to take away is just... Earning your keep over the years. The gentleman I just interviewed, Tone Bell, this is someone who has been paying his dues and paying his dues and just staying consistent and just staying cool. Just being a nice person genuinely has really brought him to where he is today. Talent aside, which he is extremely talented, as you know from hearing other interviews on here, talent isn't enough. You got to also be a good person. You got to be worth working with, okay? You don't want to be a pain in the butt. Just be cool and easygoing and people want to work with you. Tone Bell is definitely one of those people. Even just the fact he was willing to go back and forth with me on actually scheduling this and figuring all this out in the midst of not only his birthday, but also just on set taping. And he was willing to take time out of his break to actually do this interview. So... 
that really says a lot about him as a person. And I'd love to hear what you took away from this interview. That was my main takeaway. Just be a good person. So if you'd like to keep connecting and learn about, you know, other episodes, Hot Breath Pod is the Instagram. At Hot Breath Pod is the Facebook even I just uh, added a new podcast page to my website. So joelbyerscomedy.com, if you click on the Listen tab, actually I'm in the middle of building out my website even more, so you can go check out all the fun things I have going on there. There's also a schedule on there that lets you know about all the shows I'm doing and even my weekly show I do in Decatur, Georgia at Java Monkey. I've been doing it almost seven years now. I've turned it into a podcast, a live podcast, where comedians perform, and then I interview them. And then another one performs, and then I interview them. It's a really cool show we do every Wednesday. I'd love to have you there. Ooh, I'm getting a lot of breath. Thinking about all the fun going on. Uh, also, something I updated on my website is um, I teach a stand-up comedy class that's starting up here in just a week. So if you're interested... You can register on my website or you can register at highwirecomedy.com. It's an eight-week stand-up course if you're interested in that. And, uh, of course, I have an online podcast course I just started up as well. I've taught one in person. The demand was so much I decided to take it to the Internet. So you can go to udemy.com slash how to start a podcast. It's like a two-hour course that pretty much everything I've learned in three years of doing this, everything I learned the hard way, I just break down for you in two hours. So you can see the impact podcasting has had on my career, not only professionally, but also from a networking and a business side as well, beyond just the stage. It has truly been an X factor in my career. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, whether it's to make an impact or really just to have fun with a friend, definitely reach out with any questions or just join the class. But that'll also be linked in the show notes as well, as well as my stand-up class. And yeah, I think we've arrived. I think we have done it officially, hot brethren and sistern. My throat's getting a little dry. I need to go get some water. Maybe some of that Fontas water. But otherwise, we're here and we're ready to rock. So thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. I love you so much. Thank you to my engineer, Amon Garner, for keeping these sounding crystal clear. I was actually out in L.A. recording this and had to shoot it back to him just for safekeeping. You know, he's been around since almost day one. And I appreciate all of you who have been down since day one. And I appreciate you who this is your day one, but now you're down. So thank you so much. Also, thank you to my wife. Erin Byers, I have to thank her at the end of every episode because she made the theme song and she also made the theme song to our podcast, Byers Life. So if you'd like to hear a lighter side of Joel, full of fun dogs and food stories, no comedy at all except her roasting me every episode, but no in-depth comedy interviews like on here. So it's another side of me if you're interested, but otherwise... We're here every Monday, 8 a.m. I'm dropping new episodes. So until next Monday, right here on Hot Bread. <sighs> <sighs>